Welcome to another episode of Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. This is Andrew S. Baker, and I'm your host for these Bible study podcasts. Today, we are continuing with our review of the key principles of effective Bible study based on a booklet of the same name available on our podcast page. That's biblestudy.asbzone.com. Our podcast series is based on the following Bible verse, 2 Timothy 2.15. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And here's why we're doing this series, each episode of which is pretty short, probably 10 to 15 minutes for the most part. Most people know that Bible study is essential to the Christian experience, and many people realize that without prayer, Bible study is futile and unproductive. But there are other principles that the scriptures teach us besides these, and not all of them are well known or well understood. Our goal in this broadcast is to present these principles for your review and study so that you will have a richer and more complete experience in your personal devotions, leading you to become just like the noble Bereans of Acts 17, 10 through 12. Before we begin our study, let's have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the privilege of coming together like this. We thank you for your holy word, and we thank you for wisdom and understanding which you impart through your Holy Spirit. Please help us that we will rightly divide your words of truth, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. As a note, we will be reading all of our verses from the King James Version of the Bible. Our study today is entitled, The Bible of the New Testament Believers is Still Valid Today. The Bible of the New Testament Believers is Still Valid Today. Both before and after his resurrection, Jesus used the Old Testament scriptures to show what was supposed to happen to the Messiah. It was not until some 20 to 30 years after Jesus had ascended back to heaven that the first few books of what we now call the New Testament were written. In other words, for a good portion of the first century AD, the New Testament believers were using as their entire scriptures that which we now call the Old Testament, typically in the form of the Greek Septuagint. Because they saw the New Testament as building upon the Old Testament rather than replacing it, the writers of New Testament scriptures made extensive use of Old Testament references in their writings. The heavy dependence on the Old Testament by the Apostolic Church is seen in the number of direct and indirect references in the New Testament to passages from the Old Testament. If we focus only on the direct quotes, then a conservative estimate suggests that over 4.4% of the New Testament scriptures reference the Old. If allusions are allowed or any other references that are not specifically quotes, but are clearly indicative of a particular uh, line of thought or a reference to a, a particular person, for instance, where Jesus references uh, the patience of Job or Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like, the, like one of these. If allusions are allowed, the estimates climb to upwards of 10%. So the conclusion is, the New Testament is the Old Testament fulfilled, not replaced. Now, why is this a key principle? 
because so many people get this wrong. Uh, they, there is this prevailing notion that the New Testament eradicates the old. And nothing could be further from the truth. First of all, God's truth, God's revelation is progressive. So when something is revealed and then something else is revealed, that second thing builds on the first thing, right? God doesn't just arbitrarily replace things. He doesn't speak to prophet one, give him a whole set of instruction. And then when he decides to speak to prophet two, whether it's next year or 20 years or 200 years later, he discards everything that he did before. God's revelation is progressive. And let's think about it. The Old Testament scriptures were consolidated over a period of years. Moses is the first writer of the Old Testament. And his writings stand for quite some time. And then you have uh, Samuel, who does some writing, and you have the book of Joshua written. You, you have other writings that come into play for the time of the judges and um, and the time of the kings, etc. But Moses' writings still stand. All up through Jesus' time, he references the writings of Moses as the basis for God's rule to man. In that first 1,500 years or so, Nothing was thrown out, right? Why would we believe that after Jesus dies, things get thrown out? And they wouldn't. So here's where we have some verses. Matthew twenty-two twenty-nine says, Jesus answered and said unto them, Ye do err, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. Okay, so this is based on a question that the Sadducees bring to him, and he answers them, and in in the preface to his answer is, you really don't understand the scriptures and you don't understand how God works, which he's clearly tying those two things together, right? If you want to understand how God works, you need to know the scriptures. And what is he referencing by the term scriptures here? Only the Old Testament. There's nothing in the New Testament written, right? He's in New Testament times, right? That's, that's how we divide it from Christ's day onward is the New Testament. And Prior to that, prior to Christ arriving on the scene, that's the Old Testament. And yet, the scriptures are still the same scriptures that they've had to deal with all this time. In Luke 18, a number of awesome things in Luke 18, but in Luke 18.31, it says, Then he took unto him the twelve and said unto them, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem. And all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man shall be accomplished. Okay? Written by the prophets in what we call the Old Testament, but what they would have simply called the Bible, the Scriptures. And here's a, probably the most important one of the, of the bunch that we're going to use here. Luke 24, 44 to 45. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. Okay? Luke 24, all of it is pretty instructive about the scriptures. Jesus meeting the folks on the road to Emmaus. Here he is in the upper room with them. At the time that these quotes are made, and all three of these quotes are made by Jesus himself during his earthly ministry. 
at the time that these quotes are made, the scriptures is what we would call everything up to Malachi. Why would we think that God would have that identified as the scriptures for so many centuries? And then all of a sudden, that gets thrown out and in comes the New Testament. The fact is, the New Testament cannot be rightfully understood if you do not have the Old Testament. It cannot. You can't prove who Jesus is and what he was supposed to do without the Old Testament. You need Isaiah 53. You need the uh, Psalms. You need Moses saying, someone is going to come like me. The Lord will raise up a prophet like unto me. You need all of those things. If, if How do you judge the standard of righteousness if you don't have the law? The law is articulated by God himself in the Old Testament. Okay? So the perception that, oh, the Old Testament is old, as in needs to be discarded, is invalid. Okay? It's invalid. When people came and asked Jesus, what must I do to, to obtain eternal life? He said, what did Moses say? He reached back a thousand years. He reached back over a thousand years, really. Right? He reached back over a thousand years and asked them, what did Moses write? He didn't say, you know, don't worry about what Moses wrote. That was a thousand years ago. Malachi wrote something about 400 years ago. That's what we're going to focus on. The revelation of God is progressive. The scriptures build on each other. They don't undermine one another. And more importantly, the way that we evaluate all new scripture is based on old scripture, right? So take, for instance, the verse that we used in Acts chapter 15, Acts chapter 17, all right, so let's look at Acts chapter 17, and we're going to go over to, uh, well, we'll start at 10, Acts 17, verse 10. And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea. They were in Thessalonica. They're being sent to Berea, who coming thither went into the synagogue of the Jews. 11. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, these being the people in Berea in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily, whether those things were so. What scriptures do you think they're searching? Not the New Testament. It doesn't exist yet, right? Luke, who is recording this in the book of Acts, is contributing to the New Testament, but the scriptures that they would need to verify, if Paul is preaching to them about Christ and about how he came and um, that he had to die and that he was risen again. Where's he proving that from? He's proving it from the Old Testament scriptures, just like Jesus did from Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning Christ. Okay? So if you discard the Old Testament, if as soon as Jesus dies, everybody burns their Old Testament scriptures, they're going to be rudderless the Christian church would have imploded because it would not have had anything to stand upon, no leg to stand upon. They would have thrown out the entire word of God and had nothing. So this is an important principle. And again, the New Testament is the Old Testament fulfilled 
and not replaced. We're going to build on this later. There are a lot of people who focus on the New Testament as sort of a different perspective on the gospel and salvation. And it's not. The, the New Testament is everything, is the fulfillment of everything that had been predicted by God. Right? The only people that were surprised by how things turned out were the people who had deluded themselves about how things would turn out. God had told everyone what was supposed to happen. And we know that some people were not deluded because the wise men figured out that something important was going to happen based on the scriptures. We have Simeon in the temple and we have Anna in the temple, both waiting for the Messiah and knowing the time. They knew this because of the scriptures. The fact that the Pharisees had it all mixed up and taught many, many, many people to be all mixed up doesn't mean God was mixed up. God knew what he wanted. He articulated it in the scriptures. It was there and available to those who diligently sought and rightly divided. And the folks who came, who followed that track, and who Jesus reset, right? Because in a sense, Christianity is not a different religion from Judaism. It is what Judaism was supposed to be, right? The Jews were supposed to be waiting for the Messiah. And when the Messiah came, they were supposed to recognize him because they'd been given the oracles of truth. And in recognizing him, they would have proclaimed him to the world. Because they got sidetracked and refused to acknowledge him, Jesus had to spring up another set of people on the path that the Jews should have been on. And Paul talks about that in Romans 11 and Romans 12. Okay? So that, again, don't look at how Israel perverted things and make that into how things were supposed to be. That's not what God intended. So last time, the New Testament is the Old Testament fulfilled and not replaced because God's Revelation is progressive. Thanks for taking this time to study with us today. We encourage you to prayerfully review the booklet in conjunction with this recording. Let's close our study with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the opportunity that we have to present your word this way. We want to thank you, Lord, for those who are interested in hearing and understanding and having uh a better Bible study and devotional time, and hence a better relationship with you. We pray, Lord, that we'll put these things into practice as we learn them, and that we will, like the Bereans, study and see that those things are so uh, before we embrace them. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening in. And if you have any questions, be sure to send them to biblequestions at asbzone.com and we will do our best, by God's grace, to provide you with biblical answers to those questions. And if you are finding these studies to be a blessing, please let us know and also share them with others. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you study His Word.